welcome. Welcome back. It's the Slasher Sanitarium. God, it feels good to say that again. We are open yet again for business. And welcome to all the new patients here, thanks to the Rundown Wrestling Network, as well as Anchor. I welcome your love, and your hate, and your blood. CBS dropped the first two episodes of the Twilight Zone reboot, which is now hosted and created by Jordan Peele. The first episode is called The Comedian. So let's get into it. Kumail Nanjani is Samir Wasan, and he is up on stage to start the episode. He's at Eddie's Comedy Club, and his jokes are not really landing. So he appears to be a political comedian. Uh, he's talking a lot about the Second Amendment and making jokes about it, just not really working at all. So Samir is at the bar drinking after his failed set, and a lovely black lady sits next to him. She is Dee Dee, and she has about 89% of her tits out. There's a rather large gentleman who is sexually harassing a waitress in the background. He apparently is also a comedian who apparently got drunk and ran into a bus stop, killing a mom and her baby. Didi tells Samir to suck her vagina. Don't mind if I do. Tracy Morgan is sitting further down the bar, and apparently he is J.C. Wheeler, a famous comedian who once had it all, and apparently now has nothing. Samir asks for notes on his set, and Wheeler tells him to fuck politics and be him. Wheeler tells him to talk about himself and be personal, but says that if you put it out there, you may lose it forever. He says that Samir needs to put himself out there, and he will be successful. We cut over and Fat Pig is finishing his set, and he burps into the mic, and then hands it to Samir. Samir starts with his normal political jokes, but of course they're not working. He stops and says that each of them have the same face as dog makes when it's taking a shit. He starts to get laughs. He says that his dog is named Cat, which is a terrible name for a dog, and even worse because it's actually short for Caterpillar. Now, the the jokes when he gets laughs obviously are not meant to be funny. They're they're not either. Uh, it's meant to you know obviously be that he's giving part of himself out there, and that's what's making him successful and funny. So Samir arrives home to his tiny apartment, and apparently. He really does have a dog named Cat. He looks around for it, but he cannot find it. So he wakes up his girlfriend, Rena, and tells her that uh, he killed it tonight. And that he's going to go walk the dog, which of course she seems confused by, because she says, They don't have a dog. We then cut over to Jordan Peele sitting in a room. He welcomes us to the Twilight Zone. Samir is putting up flyers for his missing dog, which doesn't exist. Samir arrives at Eddie's with his girlfriend's nephew, Devin. And Devin says he wants to be a comedian, uh, but, you know, a funny one. He kind of rips into Samir with Dee Dee present, and Samir then takes the stage for his act. He again starts with the political jokes, but stops, and says the crowd is like his nephew. They can only get through to him if he texts him. Samir tells the crowd to give it up for Devin, but Devin is no longer there. He goes over to Dee Dee to ask her if she's seen Devin, and she doesn't remember meeting Devin. Samir gets looking, uh, goes looking for Devin, but nobody has seen him. 
and Samir also finds out that he doesn't have Devin in his contacts. He arrives back home to see his girlfriend having a drink with some random dude. This random dude would be her, her mentor, David. Devin no longer exists. He has disappeared from a picture that they had on the wall. And um, Rena says that her sister doesn't have a kid. She can't have kids. So it appears that not only did Samir uh, obliterate Devin from existence, but also apparently took her womb with it. Samir says that it's not like he killed Devin because he never existed now. And Samir figures it out that any real story he tells will result in that aspect of his life disappear. And we see that David, the mentor, is an asshole, and I'm going to call it right now that he's getting joked away. He might also be getting a handy from Raina later, but who knows. It's never really made clear if they were hooking up or not. Clearly he wanted to, though. Eddie, the bar owner, comes over and says that Samir is headlining tonight. Samir proceeds to take the stage, and he makes a joke about Devin, but it doesn't get a laugh because Devin doesn't exist anymore. Samir tries for a Trump joke, but gets nothing. And then he sees Fat Deckhead Comedian. Samir says Fat should crush a mom and their baby across the street, which of course gets laughs, because it's that kind of club. Fat shit, shit continues to laugh at the set until he disappears. Now Samir understands what power he has. He goes outside and sees the bus stop is completely unscathed. So he takes this as he saved the life of a woman and her child because now Fat Shit is no longer going to kill them. I'm going to go ahead and assume that he's correct. So not really hard to see, you know, where this is going. And also, obviously, we know what happened to Wheeler. Uh, he said that he had everything, and apparently he lost it all through exactly the same thing that's happening to Samir. So I don't know if he passed it to Samir or if this is just what Wheeler does now. Samir begins to go through his Facebook friends, uh, trying to find his next victims. We then cut to him on stage talking about his bully, and then we get a quick montage of him pretty much making a hit list. Uh, Samir and Rena are eating pizza after his set. They proceed to take the bus home, and we see that uh, Samir now has a shit ton of followers. So it is working. He is becoming more and more popular, but of course, he is also taking out people he has deemed to be bad. So... If you think about the people he's taken out, Fat Shit Comic, yeah, apparently killed two people. So that's fine. Some of the people, like, he talks about his bully killed his fiance or like that. I don't know that he knows that for a fact, or if he's just going off of things, but we'll still consider that one the bad one. But he also took out a kid. Uh, obviously he didn't know he was going to take out a kid, but he took out a kid and a dog. So, you know, think of that as you will. Um, when they get back home... Um, Samir is shown to be taking people left and right, and he gets jealous over David spending so much time with Rena. And it's this is CBS, mind you, and I'm watching it through their app, so I don't know if it's different on the actual CBS broadcast. But Samir says, fuck, a few times. I'm impressed, because this is basic cable, what essentially amounts to that now, CBS. So I'm not sure if they bleep it out when they show it on air or what, but still pretty impressive that even on on their app that they allow, you know, somebody to say fuck. And they say it a couple of times this episode. I, I mean, earlier we had Suck My Vagina, but that's a little bit more clinical. But yeah, later on they do say it's a eating joke, so good on you, CBS. Smear is at a set and he is talking about the skinhead he saw, but it's not working because he doesn't have the guy's real name, apparently. 
David then sees Rena get a text, which is most likely from David, so he proceeds to bring up David. Now, to me, this is dangerous ground because he is talking about Rena, but he proceeds to not name her ever, which apparently that's the trigger for it. Thankfully, he does manage to get it right. You know, says David's full name, and poof, David is gone. Now, you would think this would be a good thing. He no longer has to, you know, be jealous. Now, he should probably learn to just trust his girlfriend that she's not going to blow that that dude and wants to be with him. But, you know, he's a prick. So, getting rid of David has now caused Rena to be a waitress instead of a defense attorney because she doesn't have a job without David. Whoops. You know, at least you don't have to worry about her blowing him anymore. Apparently, they also went on a trip to Paris that saved their relationship, but of course, without her high-paying job, they couldn't afford it, so their relationship was total garbage, so much so that Rena breaks up with Samir. Samir returns home and is pissed. So, we cut to commercial here, and it is a little odd to have a trailer for the movie Us during a show that is made by Jordan Peele as well. But, hey, you know, double dip it is fine. We cut back, and Didi mocks Samir for getting dumped. Didi asks that Samir not go on a murder rampage while she is there. It's pretty good. Samir takes the stage for his set. He first tries to take down his football coach, but doesn't doesn't work for some reason. So a heckler in the crowd speaks up. Samir gets him and one of his friends to say their names and their jobs. They are investors in hedge funds. So now he's just taking random people out of the audience. Um, It, of course, works, and he sees that the only guy that didn't say his name is the one who winds up being the only one to survive. I say survive, but obviously it just exists. Now, he doesn't know these two guys. He doesn't know if they are actually good people or not. He doesn't know if they've got families or whatever like that, or if they've done anything at this point to deserve getting wiped off the face of the planet. And obviously the the ripples that it would cause by just blinking someone out of existence is another thing altogether, too. So, um, afterwards, Samir goes backstage to find Didi. She's pissed because Samir could be taking her opportunity on the Gower Hour, which is a show apparently they want, they have one open spot and it's between Didi and Samir. He offers to not take the stage so she can have the job, but she tells him that he should not be a pussy and that it would be a good choice for them because she he is actually very good. Um, Didi says that she would straight up throw him some pussy now and then out of respect if she were straight. Wheeler is suddenly in the back room, and Wheeler says that Samir is not murdering people because they just never existed. Which, of course, is semantics, and Samir calls him out for that. Wheeler tells him to go out there and bring down the house. Didi finishes her set, and Samir takes the stage. So... His set begins. So his set begins with him telling the crowd to give it up for Didi, which at first he refrains from saying her name, but then just says it anyways, and she disappears. I don't know why he did this. Like, she seems to have always been pretty good to him. Uh, and Samir's set is pretty much just him going on a gigantic rant saying a bunch of people's names and taking out people left and fucking right. We then hear somebody boo, and Samir says, read the fucking room, uh, but he sees that it is Reno. She has his notebook, which is just a bunch of names, and she lays into him saying his act is just him being superior to everyone else. 
Samir says he was being selfish, and he says that he wants to talk to the crowd about himself. Everyone is laughing as he proceeds to go on a rant about himself before saying, I've been Samir Wasan, and the mic drops to the crowd. We cut over and see Devon run up to Rena, and they say hi to Didi. So apparently that everyone that he made disappear is now back. So the only person that has, that gets taken out in this is Samir himself. Jordan Peele gives us our ending, saying Samir gave the world everything, or gave the world everything to be somebody only to become nobody. And we see that Samir is actually in the mural on the rock ground on the wall. So kind of seems like this goes on all the time here. And that was the first episode of The Twilight Zone. So I I enjoyed this episode. Um, I felt it was maybe a little too predictable. Once, once you realize what was going on, you're like, well, he's clearly going to take David out. He's either going to take Rena out or something's going to happen that's going to cause the two of them to break up. And it did. And the entire time I'm like, this is ending with him making himself disappear. Uh, so not really as maybe twisty and turny as I would have thought for at least the first episode to try to get people hooked, but a, a good performance by everyone involved. Um, a nice kind of commentary as well on, you know, the the nature of comedians in the first place, too. So um, I enjoyed it. I did. Um, you know, Tracy Morgan is, is always interesting, and, and I like this sort of him as well, where he's playing not just like an off-the-wall crazy person, but I mean, he's essentially playing himself here because he's playing a comedian, but, you know, he doesn't, he's not like the Tracy Morgan of old that just kind of, you know, is wacky and slapstick and like that. He actually gets a little something to do here. Uh, Kamal Johnny does a really good job. He's he's a good, you know, good role for this. Uh, and then, you know, Dee Dee, I thought, was a great character. Um, again, not sure why he took her out, but, I mean, in the end, oh yeah, and in the end... You know, Dee Dee sits down down at the bar, and she sits next to J.C. Wheeler, who proceeds to, you know, uh, essentially looks like she's the one next one is going to take it, be taken down. So I don't think she deserves that. She seemed like she was perfectly fine. Also seemed like she was doing a, a perfectly fine job on her own. So I don't know why J.C. would need her, but apparently, you know. So with that. Um, Thank you so much for welcoming me back into your ears. Uh, and anyone who is hearing this for the first time, I appreciate it as well. Uh, go to rundownwrestling.com for um, all of the podcasts over there on the Rundown Wrestling Network. I know that this is not wrestling related, but wanted to give you something, you know, a little bit different uh, on the feed as well. So thank you. And, uh, you know, we'll see you again. <laughs>